I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Sans Radio. Australia's happiest podcast network. Hey everyone, welcome to Bookish. I'm George DeMarles. This is a show where we ask you what's your story and what does it say about you. Today on the show we have comedian and actor and singer and dancer, quadruple threat, Eloise Eftos. How you doing? Yasu, Yorgos, Tigales. Obviously I'm Greek so I have to speak in our native tongue just so people know that um, we're hot and Greek. <laughs> And establish the fact that we're vibing so hard straight away so people understand because they're like, why? Yeah, so people go like, what's going on with this chemistry? And it's like, well, we're actually engaged. So I can't believe it. Um, we've only met once, but it doesn't even matter. Uh, love only needs one meeting, you know. It's, uh... Just because we're wogs, you know what I mean? Um, but no, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, George. I'm so excited to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to have you on. Oh, thank you. We've got lots to talk about. We do. We do. I mean, I hope so. What are you going to ask me? I'm so nervous. Honestly, but like everyone needs to know that's listening right now that George looks like he fought in Troy or like Sparta. He looks like an ancient Greek. It's hot. You just see the gold wreath on your head. I'm annoyed you didn't wear one. Look, my hair naturally just it, it does this curl, which makes like makes it seem like. Like you look like Paris. Yeah. So I, I actually was on stage once and I'm like. I commented on the fact that it's hilarious that my hair naturally grows so Greek that I look like yeah, an old, Greek statue. And then I just got t- the piss taken out of me for the rest of the night by oh, every other comedian being so like, did he just compare himself to a Greek statue? And you're like, yeah, I did, because that's what I look like. Look, it didn't help that I did a pose on stage as a statue. Where I, was I like, hope you did. Yeah. Like do, do a bit the of, discus um, throw one. Yeah, of course. The original yeet. And I'm obviously Helen of Troy, just so everyone knows. That's that's just my that's just my life. Yeah, both your beauty and our relationship. Totally. Yeah, that's just so nice. Guys just always kill themselves over me. <laughs> this, this podcast is actually a um, us playing out like the story of Helen of Troy. I mean, that's like the original book, so the Iliad. Exactly. See, maybe I should should have chosen that book. I'm so silly. Imagine. Can you imagine? That's almost too Greek. Everyone would be like, okay, we get it. It's like when people call their kid like Hercules. It's like, okay, we get it. (laughs) Hey, hey, look, in defense of that, uh, I'm probably, I reckon uh, I would seriously consider if if I had kids, I'd probably want to name my daughter Athena. I reckon it's a nice name. Yeah, you know, I think it's a beautiful name and also like goddess of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I want to name my kid, you're, this might, I might like lose followers about this, but 
I always say it like because my grandfather used to say it that like we're related to Cleopatra because I'm like from the north of Greece like the Macedonian part of Greece so okay. yeah I'd call my daughter Cleopatra all right hello Cleo that's a cute beautiful name I guess we're gonna be having two kids then at least yes hello well that's more we've ticked that off so <laughs> two kids you know at least just obviously obviously with a surrogate though because like my body's obviously you know too perfect to be having kids right now but to go ruining it with kids well like are you joking george i've got um if you want me to still be dancing for a few more years and obviously being the breadwinner of our family okay look uh i kind of do want you to keep dancing and being the breadwinner so i guess we are getting a surrogate then yeah we're gonna have to get a surrogate and this is my sassy voice while completely agreeing with you (laughs) I love this newlywed podcast. This is gorgeous. What are we talking about? This is meant to be a book. <laughs> love it. Wait, what's the, yeah, where's the book part coming? No, I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. I've put us on a tangent. No, that's what this is all about. Don't worry. Because we, we've got to figure out, we've got to find out about you first before I even go into that so we can find connections because, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, shivers. Yeah. What do you want to know? Like to give a bit of background. Not Like I know everyone should know who you are. Well, if they don't, it'd be so weird. Yes, of course. But not everyone does. But if they don't, I mean, do I have to explain who I am? Is that what the question is? No, 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 because that's that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'll give it a go and you can give me points. I mean, I can do it. Oh, you want to? It sounds like you want to. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, interge- <laughs> I'll interject. I'll interject. Okay, you you'll interject? First. All right. Okay, so. Yeah, that's the job of the wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. Actually, No, no. Now, Louise, I'll introduce you, all right? Fuck you. <laughs> This is like traditional Greek family. When did this happen? Yeah, this is, they're like legit. I see what happens. You just go, you just resort to that. It's just just in your blood, in your DNA. I like start chopping up vegetables. I'm like, what? What's going on? I was in I was in my bedroom. How are we in the kitchen now? I don't even like cooking. No, so let's let's start. Let me give it a go. Basically, and I don't actually haven't read. I'm just basing this on my general looking at what you're up to. So basically, you actor. Did you go? Where did you go to school for acting? Um, I went to WAPA, so that's like BCA in Perth. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I, was... I know. I'm. I know, right? Did you? Uh, did you finish and pass? Yeah, I passed everything. Um, what actually? What I actually did. So my first degree was in filmmaking and journalism when I finished high school. So I did filmmaking and journalism, but I've always been like a little singer, dancer, actor, little baby since I was really young. So I used to do like ballet and all of that. And then um, while I was at uni studying film and journalism, I was like in acting schools and not not like just doing little short courses and stuff. And then I auditioned for WAPA after and then I did the musical theatre certificate course, finished that, auditioned for all the schools. Like I could have ended up in Melbourne. Like I went, I auditioned for all the schools, got to the final round of all the three-year courses, acting and musical theatre and didn't get into any of them. And I was so upset. And I was like, fuck this and then I went to New York I auditioned for a course in New York um at the Stella Adler Studio of Acting and I got into that for the, it's a summer um program uh got into that it was pretty amazing I'm not really an Adler technique girl I'm more of a Meisner technique girl if you know your acting techniques but if you don't like or like mm-hmm. maybe you should just google that later um but it was really you could summarize it in two seconds no I can't can you summarize it though or... no I can't sorry that's not my job um that's not my job I mean I could but I'm like someone's gonna at me for it um it was more the fact that like it was a, the experience of being in New York because I even would go to dance classes at like the Broadway dance studio and I would be like what the fuck like I thought that I was in like intermediate and advanced and you go there and you're like oh like I'm shit like when you go to New York everyone's so good and like on such a high level 
it makes you feel like you're shit and it's probably a good thing because it makes you hungry and makes you go like, I've got to work really hard. Um, then when I came back, I was like, I feel a bit old and I did like a few short films and stuff like that. And then I was like, I'm going to go back to WAPA, but just for one year. And I did screen acting. And then from there, got an agent, moved to Sydney. And then, oh, and while I was there, I started studying, sorry, studying. I did my ever first, um, ever first um, debut stand-up gig in um, in Perth. You've really gone fancy with your speech there. I know. Well, that's the acting training. <laughs> studying the craft. Studying the craft. Yeah, yeah. I started the studying the craft of uh, stand-up comedy. Um, yeah, and I just mm-hmm. that was the first time. And then I met you that summer, and it was at the Fringe. I was performing in a burlesque. No, it was. It's got a bit of burlesque, bit of cabaret performing in that show and then I met you and then I moved to Sydney. Sorry, it wasn't Melbourne. Mm. We could have been in love then, but I'm so sorry. Right. I, I just prefer That's the right. beach. Like Melbourne is so shit for beaches, Pape. It's weird so many Greeks moved there. What was that all about? I don't know. I think everyone just, like the first one moved there and then everyone else wanted to hang out with their cousins. So then everyone just piled in. But I haven't been back to Melbourne in so long. Anyway, sorry, babbling on. But yeah, anyway, that's my background. Okay, but I actually know the other side of that we should probably mention is your uh, recent brush with fame, right? Because you've been doing your Instagram stuff, pe- picking up uh, some followers there, and you had a hilarious sketch peeking there, right? I know, but I had it's so funny. I nearly didn't post it, so I didn't even think it was that funny. I got a bit, I get a bit anxious. I'm always like, is this even funny? Like, I get a bit like, Meh. um, but I think because of COVID and because of like lockdown, I never used to post content on my Instagram feed or post it on my stories and be like an idiot on my stories. Um, but then because of COVID, I guess I was like, well, may as well make people laugh because I can't make them laugh any other way. Uh, this is before gigs were going back. And then, I don't know, Perth's kind of basically COVID free. And I don't know, I made a video about something that pissed me off um, as a dancer. I was like, I can't believe the AFL aren't going to pay the dancers. And I took the piss out of that and out of the fact that people think you can be paid in exposure. And it went viral. And now I'm famous. Carl Stefanovic wants me to be his third wife. I can't believe it. Um, Ricky Nixon called me a fat, ugly slut because of it because I mentioned him in a Today oh. Show interview. I know. I can't believe he wrote that. Yeah, he actually – did he message it to you or was then it – he messaged – no, how funny. He actually messaged it to a friend because I would never tag Ricky Nixon. Like, I don't give a fuck about the guy. Our friend who doesn't know, Ricky Nixon's a former footballer with a with a problematic history. Because my cousin actually helped me film the video, the AFL video. My cousin was over and I was like, I've got this idea. I don't know if it's going to be that funny. She was like, I'll help you film it. And then while we were filming, I was like, I think I said Eddie Maguire wants my number. And she was like, no, say Ricky Nixon. I was like, true. Because fun fact, I forgot about him, but I was actually used to go to Melbourne quite a bit. I dated a guy that used to play for St. Kilda. So SOS, oh. I don't like AFL. Ex-wag. But I dated, I was a wag. I know I don't, I'm so embarrassed by it. And I'm so like, like, it's so gross. And just like, they don't make enough money for them the way that they act. I'm like, ew. Anyway. She mentioned Ricky Nixon. When I said him in the interview, Carl Stefanovic mentioned, like, have you heard from Ricky? And I made a little jab. And then a friend of mine, who's actually Greek as well, posted it and tagged him. And then he replied to her thing saying, fat, ugly, slut. Obviously, it was about me, though. And then I reposted it. And I was like, I'm going to be the reason that Ricky Nixon ruins his life again. And... I got a Daily Mail article written about me. I know. That's... And how he was so, how weird. It's so weird. That all happened in like, in three days. I, le- I literally spread out that fame for three days. It was fucked. Yeah, yeah. 
Was there a lot of like messages and stuff like that? A lot of people yeah. commenting to you directly? or Yeah, mostly positive um, and like obviously gained a lot of followers from it. And um, yeah, it was it was really, it was actually quite positive. Obviously, there's still going to be some idiots who were like, oh, if you don't want to dance for free, don't do it. And it's like, you've missed the whole point. But like, I can't help myself. Like, <laughs> like I can't help dumb people understand um things basically yeah. the most negative that was silly and obviously ricky nixon but I, i've like become really quick at like just deleting comments like i think i had some people like defending ricky on my instagram and stuff and i was like bye bitch and i just like got rid of him got rid of them but then i also had mm-hmm. people coming for my tagline because i call myself on because <laughs> i it's funny if you've seen my persona if you haven't on stage it's still funny i think because satire is funny <laughs> but obviously some people don't yeah. understand satire but i call myself australia's first attractive comedian and people came for me on that gotta love that don't you i love when people that just like don't get comedy and you know what the worst part is other comedians came for me and i was like sorry which you think you're hot or something i'm pretty hot yeah but also but you that's the worst part it was like from other women and i'm like Oh, really? Yeah. We should, yeah. And it was like, that was really, it was hard because, and I think it will like delve into like also the book that I've chosen. It's like the way that we see women and the way that we, I guess, put each other like against each other. And it's, it's become this like really, I don't know, it's putting us backward in a way. Like I, my act is quite a feminist stand up routine, but people see me call myself that and they're like, what the fuck? Like, you can't fucking say that. <laughs> And they, it's almost like, you know what the funniest part is, is that like they look at me and they judge the way that I that I look. And because I'm what conventionally attractive, they assume that I'm being for real. I can't believe you just. And that I'm not joking. <laughs> like, I don't even think I'm that hot. Like why the fuck would I actually think that I'm the first attractive comedian? Why would I actually think that? It's called no. satire. No, no, I get it, I get it. You're, you're pretty hot. Louis. Yeah, see? It's not, like, that's what I mean. It's like, it's not my fault that people think that. You're conventionally attractive. Well, I am. I'm like a skinny white girl. Like, what am I, like, so what? I wasn't saying anything. I'm backing off. I know. Like, <laughs> no. The- so what? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm <laughs> no, not the guy that did I this, mean. all right? Like, you, got because- with, you got beef with these other dudes, right? I'm not. <laughs> How dare you? No, no, no. I'm totally, I'm totally like just trying to explain like that was the funniest mm. thing that happened. Not the funniest thing. It was like probably the most disappointing thing that happened is I started to panic about that. And then I realized this is what's going to happen is if you're in like the public eye and people don't know what you do, they're going to assume the worst. And we're sort of living in a time where like cancel culture is a thing. But I also am like, okay, some of these women, I'm like, people are dying. Let's worry mm-hmm. about some other things. Like you don't need to worry about me calling myself attractive. Yeah. Anyway, it's- sorry, going on a big that- tangent there, but that's Not- what happened. Exactly. Well, look, it's a juicy story, so I think. And I think like you said, and that's kind of why I wanted to mention that as well as part of all this is because I think it does kind of relate to the book you've chosen. In fact, there's so much. You've chosen a book which- uh, look, I thought someone would have done it already. I haven't done- There hasn't been that many- episode yet we're only like 35 in 35 hey but no one's on this book yeah what's everyone else done oscar wilde or something what the fuck's going on what everyone else doing what like i'm like trying to think of books now i'm like fucking what um (laughs) oh no i'm like russell brand's autobiography like what what's everyone doing hey did you just look at that on your shelf this is me like looking around yeah, you look at where's the book? Where's the book? I'm looking at my dad's like book stuff. I'm like, what? Oh, no, never mind. Um, 
You went with Russell yeah. Brand's biography. I have both of them. What has everyone else done? Like literature? Like what, my bookie yeah, book my or bookie something? Yeah, my book. Like what else has everyone done? Because I thought about that too. Q&A. I was going to do Q&A, which is like the um the book that inspired the film Slumdog Millionaire. That was a good book. But I didn't. I chose. Okay. All right. I mean, you feel like, I feel like now you're feeling the need to show books. off that you've read other books because <laughs> yeah, you're panicking you. after not saying anything. I believe you. I'm going to you when I'm in Melbourne next. I'm going to tell everyone. I'm going to. Great. I'm going to pinch your cheeks so hard. Okay. We've gone. <laughs> what were we talking about? I feel like we were talking about something, but you've gone off another tangent. All right. Oh, I was Huge like tangent. on a, on a tangent, right. but as in what I've had to deal with is a little bit relative. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, because of. the book, because even though it's in the title, so everyone knows what's coming, but the book you've chosen for today is. Is Gone Girl. Woo. By yeah, Gillian woo-hoo. Flynn. Yes. I haven't read it in a while. I saw the movie a while ago too. But um, something about that book, why it came to mind and why I liked it is because um, the way that it's written, like the diary entries, the twists, the turns, I loved the perspective from both sides. And then you're like, what? That wasn't all true. Like I just, I don't know. I love a bit of a a murder mystery and it just um yeah mm-hmm. it, it caught my eye and I couldn't put it down I read really fast by the way like I I know it's pretty impressive um I read really I fast I read books in like I 24 pretty hours and smart, I know they're pretty smart and funny so that's my twitter handle hot smart funny literally own it, own it babe own it, own it. I, <laughs> babe, I am that's exactly what I'm doing but yeah um I think I also thought of like the the way that it's written and just like um, Amy as a character sort of like resenting her husband and just also framing him for this like sorry no spoilers but like framing him for something and all that kind of thing <laughs> it's way too late but you're like this framing is too him late. for like, something no spoilers no spoilers like, what do you but... would he be framing him for well it could be anything babe tax fraud like please um i, I think they're gonna pick up on what is, is I saved framed it, for. Babe. i saved it you <laughs> saved it no one's gonna know really insulting to the entire audience who listens to this <laughs> i don't care <laughs> audiences are, audiences are dumb like kidding i'm kidding oh my god <laughs> i love audiences uh yeah yeah Oh, we, we can tell that, definitely. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. No one is questioning that one for a second. But I'm like, if you haven't read the book yet, like, what have you been doing with your life, Joel? Like, no, that's, uh, look, this isn't about, uh, you can't spoil it on here. And the fact is we can't really talk about this book in detail without spoiling it. So it's okay. And I feel like it was such a big movie True. that everyone's got to know. In fact, I think one of the key things to highlight to people is how the movie uh, doesn't capture how much the book misleads you. Because the book, the like I feel like the book really yes. misleads you. The book yeah, fucks yeah. you up. Because, yeah. Yeah. So I remember reading it going, what the? And then I was like, <gasps> I remember when the twist happened and I was like, get the fuck out. Get out. Like that. So- I was like, she got me. She got me. That was me. I was like, fuck, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously doing facial expressions and stuff, but like yeah, I just no. realized this is like a podcast. Um, it's all right. Those are for me. That's fine. I'm an actor. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, some for the audience, some for the host. That's some right. for the host, you know. We've got to keep this marriage alive. So yeah, exactly. obviously, like, and even I always think about whatever I, oh, this is, sounds, sounds so weird, whatever I do, I always think about the monologue in the book and the movie where she talks about the cool girl trope because I think for women 
that is so important to know how messed up like trying to be the cool girl is and the fact that like bites Amy on the ass and she's basically like great I've been living a lie my whole life trying to impress a man when because society's told me that I need to basically be all these things but also like not care um like you've got to be the girl that like likes watching football and like eating like you know pizza but you've got to remain a size two and you've got to you know and then what did she say she's like shit on me I'm the cool girl and it just makes me laugh so much because it's like literally so many women I know I know I probably tried to be the cool girl before it's like oh it's very very dangerous for women to do that and I think it's really really stupid so it's important yeah so I guess like to, to, to highlight that in case people uh, for anyone who hasn't read or seen the movie is essentially married couple um, your hearing for the start anyway is about uh, their marriage falling apart uh, or having huge issues uh, but for very different reasons kind of and it's framed like not like ours though obviously no never <laughs> <laughs> I love this role play. It's so oh, no, cute. It's adorable. it's adorable. Okay, so now back to the books, all right? So, um, yeah, so then anyway, they talk about their marriage problems. They talk about their marriage problems and it's framed like uh, one side is the husband talking about how she's kind of like being like crazy, I guess, and like being a bit distant and all this weird stuff. But then from the wife's perspective in these diary entries, it's like he's abusive and a monster essentially. Yeah. And then, yeah. The big t- and then she dies. Apparently, um, yeah, and she dies. It's not really clear who's done it, but then she he gets accused, and they find like evidence that points to him. But then at the same time, he kind of realizes something dodgy's gone on with her and what's happened because he doesn't know who's yeah. died, like what happened. And then it turns out that she did planned all this to screw him over as vengeance for making her into this thing that she didn't want to be, or she didn't want to be life that she didn't want to be a part of. Yeah, and then after that, there's just. Well, that's the juicy part of it. After that, then it gets a bit then crazy. Then it gets a bit it? wild. It's quite a dark ending as well. It's pretty dark. And also, yeah, it is really dark. She goes with the ex. And- yeah, and the ex. And also that part of the movie, I couldn't watch that part. I was like this the whole time. I'm not very good with blood. I was like, <laughs> I can't. It's so I bloody. Can't. I yeah, could, was, I could just hear and I was going, like I couldn't, ugh. like, yeah, I literally sounded like Chewbacca. I couldn't watch it. Um, but it's pretty heavy. Um, I think that yeah the way that this is like the suspense of the book the way that it's written is incredible and I think it's like the first time I ever read a book like that and that's and I feel like everything else after that I'm like I don't know I feel like you're copying copying a bit of a flim there you know what I mean yeah yeah well I mean like in, in defense so yes I guess and just also to highlight as well the whole point the big thing about the book is that both sides of the stories that you're reading turn out to be unreliable narrators who are hiding things yes. and misleading stuff. And so you're led down one garden path and it turns out, yeah, I would say that she's probably the one lying more in her narrative, but he's also hiding and concealing things. Okay. Wow. Well, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> true. Well, cause he is hiding things. He's been, uh, you know, um, is a bit of infidelity going on. There's a bit of, um, you know, he sounds like a he sounds like the worst, and I also feel like Ben Affleck being chosen to play him was, was like great casting because like he's so boring. But uh, you know, sorry, that's a bit of a jab at Ben Affleck, but I'm like, oh, I roll, I'm be over him. But it's just like the fact that yeah, we you don't know who's actually telling the truth, and then it's like yeah, a really dark ending. You're almost like, wait a minute, who am I feeling sorry for? And you know what? For a lot of the time, I do feel sorry for Amy. Because she is a victim of the patriarchy. 
See, I brought it back. No, no, I brought it back a, for that. That's exactly what. Uh, but it's true. Well, that's okay. That's interesting. That's a that's very interesting read of it. I would say. I feel like for a little bit, if you, I feel like obviously she's a fucking psychopath, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, we love a revenge story. What we love a revenge, but the revenge story. story isn't even like a revenge. Love... It's such an unreasonable revenge story, isn't it? Like, <laughs> well, no, because it's like he's just. I, I, for me, I'm also going like, like he's not hey, great, but you're like he didn't. Did he do anything that? Well, I was like, he's a white man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. He deserves this. No, I'm kidding. Lock them all up. No, I'm kidding. That's too much. But uh, but my point being is like. You know, when she talks about like the cool girl trope, I'm like, I was every, I had to play this part and I had to, and you know what? She didn't have to do that. But I think a lot of women feel like they have to do that. And it's very telling with the way that, you know, um, feminism is now and the way that we're sort of like pitting against each other and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, because we've been told that we are basically only there to make men happy or make men like us. So then when we see women who are like comfortable in their skin and stuff, it's like, wait a minute, like why don't you hate yourself the way I do? Because they think that like we're doing it to make men happy. And it's like, no. And that sounds like a weird, a weird tangent that I've just gone gone on. But like, I don't know, I think it's really important. Like, like this is the first book that I read that really like touched on that and touched on that narrative and how, you know, that is a thing that a lot of women do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're wrong. That's totally crazy. That's a. But I'm not. I'm always right. I'm always right. (laughs) You couldn't last two seconds. (laughs) I'm going to hurt you. No, I'm always right. Of course. I couldn't last. I couldn't do it. I'm like, sorry? Sorry? No, I was pretending to be like neutral and uh, I don't know, but I don't know. It's like, no, I know. No, but but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you're seeing, it's interesting. So you're reading, your, your appreciation of it partially was, even though she's crazy, you're like, yeah, fuck you, the system. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> like, is it, yeah. A little bit. It's the system I mean, making her crazy. Well, it is. And it's like, obviously, you know, I guess, I don't know, we, we want to, obviously I'm like, oh God, that girl needs help. But then I'm also like, I don't know, isn't it sort of like the revenge story of like, you know, if someone's cheated on you and you're sort of like, well, I'm going to ruin your life. Like, I'm just like almost something that like I would never do. 
but it's almost isn't it kind of fun to read someone doing it and you're like that's fucked but also <laughs> i would never do that i'm like a normal person uh, yeah okay you look like you don't agree and i'm so offended um but i, I haven't said anything exactly and that's why this marriage is falling apart and that's why i'm gonna fake my death um <laughs> i'm scared now to be honest i'm terrified <laughs> <gasps> no, but like it's it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm. This role play has gotten really scary now. <laughs> I committed it's early. Phase, I didn't but... think about the book of choice and how dark this was going to get. Look, it's just there's something about like his character where I'm like, fuck, I hate him a little bit. I mean, I for her as well. I'm like, oh, she's she's actually a psycho and she's terrible. But there's moments where I'm like, do you blame her? I see it from both sides. See, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'm saying for both sides. All right, well, I'll, I'll. Uh, you say, well, you say what you think. Are you like, I hate her because she's so scary? I just, it's such a strong woman. I'm terrified. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no, actually, I, you've, you've opened my eyes a bit because I never even considered it as being read from the point of view of. Uh, but that's probably because I didn't read the book. I only saw the movie, which still frames like as in make being yeah. understanding of both sides, but also very much I feel being very yeah. clear on the disproportionate nature of what's going on like as in it's totally equal so you're just like i haven't heard of the idea of treating that reaction as legit because it's not about this one guy in this situation it's about fuck you all (laughs) well it's almost a little bit like do you know what i mean like it's almost like a bit of i feel like the book's not just about like revenge on a cheating partner it's also about like being stuck like being a victim of the patriarchy and being like having this internalized misogyny where you're like i have to be like this in order for a man to love me and then you're stuck in this like and then the thing is though like none of them win like both of them end up having to live like in a loveless marriage and she she's basically like well i've done this like she's like well i've made myself uh have i don't even remember if the the movie ending is the same as the book ending yeah it is it is okay so yeah. Preggers. She gets. She basically impregnates herself with his sperm um, that they like had saved up somewhere in a clinic or something, and then um, she's like, "So if you leave me, blah blah blah, I'll never let you see your son or something or your kid or whatever." Um, and he's like, "Well, shit." Like I don't know. It's like we- what a weird ending. Like for both of them, mm. I'm like, "Well, good luck with that." And it's almost like they they're just gonna have to pretend that their lives are perfect, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people do anyway. It's almost like her little her little fucked up thing that she did. It's almost like, that's kind of hot. Like, it's almost like he was like, this is fucked, get me out. But also that probably reignited their marriage, don't you reckon? Okay, I was terrified before, but now. <laughs> is this too comedy? Is this supposed to be no way. This serious? Is... is this supposed to be serious? I'm so sorry. Oh, you're joking, but you're also serious in this. That's what's so interesting. But I'm also not joking. I'm yeah, like, you're definitely not it's, joking. Well, it's like, I mean, I would never, I would, I swear to God, if I have to marry like a dumb, boring guy like this character in the book, I will, like, I would pretend to kill myself too. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I don't know. Imagine pretending to be something your whole life so that a man would love you and then he cheats on you. <laughs> okay. Fuck that. Can you uh, imagine? I can't, I can't. She's pretended to be something. And also the fact that she's also been a victim. Imagine you pretend to be something you're not. I wouldn't believe it. You're like, says an actor. <laughs> yeah, but I know that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? 
That's the training. That's Meisner, all right? That's Meisner, doll. Um, it's also the fact that um, she is also a victim of, like, her parents' wealthy, like, rich, white upbringing of her and the fact that they're like, you're perfect and you have to be this perfect little girl and you have to say and do all these things. I basically wrote a book series about her called Amazing Amy and she almost had to live up to that, which is also a lot of pressure. It's like the um, the Paris Hilton documentary on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, you're probably like, what? How does that relate? It's like well, for her whole life, they basically, you know, would call her, her grandmother gave her the nickname Star and mm. they would call her Star and they were like, you're going to be the next Marilyn, the next Grace Kelly, like you're gorgeous and like put her on this pedestal. And then when she ever tried to be a normal kid or rebel, they sent her off to like these really intense, like, uh, you know, there's like kind of, Oh, I don't even know what they're called, but those schools for like delinquent kids, basically. Mm. It's almost like an army. It's almost like a jail for kids and basically like traumatized her for the rest of her life. And it's like, seems like a far-fetched uh, comparison, but it's sort of quite similar. The fact that like, you know, little girls are told you've got to be this, this, this. Whereas like, I think with boys, they get away with so much more because they're not held accountable for their actions. They're like, that's just boys will be boys. It's almost like you've got to live up to this perfection. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, firstly, it's interesting you're saying that because, like, I was looking at it as two people uh, doing bad things and one reacts disproportionately, and you're looking at it like two systems, <laughs> two yeah. people reacting to it, and one is legit because fuck all these men and putting me in this box. <laughs> so it's an interesting way of justifying Why? that. Like, or at least under- not a justifying, but understanding how uh, – like that's just a, it's a take which I wouldn't have had myself of like, but again I didn't read the book I just saw the movie of like mm. understanding where she's coming from in that sense because like couldn't you argue then that the guy is just as much a victim of all that stuff as well? Yeah, For probably. That's but that's exactly that's exactly right. Like the whole thing of like when people say like oh all men are trash and they're like like what you can't say that it's like well if you think that you are if you know that you're not one of those trash men it shouldn't affect you Mm. but at the same time it's like men are also a victim of the patriarchy because they are not allowed to be sensitive or show emotion or all those things and that so therefore we're all victims of it and that's what needs to change and that's why in the book you're so right they are both victims of that obviously amy's got a few issues there um and she's taken it to the extreme i agree but you can see but you can see my point as in like oh no she has had a lot of trauma in her life i want to say trauma that's probably not the best word but it's almost like looking at from like a psychology like a bigger picture Mm -hmm. it is pretty interesting that like her parents wrote a book about her and she was like this perfect little girl and then she basically grew up to be pretending to be this perfect little girl her whole life. And then when it backfired and she was like, I fucking can't stand it here. Um, like as in, you know, her husband's cheating on her, not paying her attention, blah, blah, blah. But that she results to the most extreme revenge, which mm. I think a lot of women probably go, I fantasized about that before, but they would yeah, never exactly. do it. You know what I mean? But like that's but that's, but that's also why the books are it's a bit of a I think it's like a little bit of a revenge fantasy. Look, I just feel like no one's thinking about the man's feelings. Oh, but babe, no one cares anymore about men. No, Not all men, okay. But at the same time, I'm definitely coming like, across. We're both coming across. Like, hey, this marriage is never gonna work out. Very specific types of people. No, but no, but I, I totally I totally agree. Like um uh the like 
yeah, we can't like be like, oh, well, that's like, it's not just men's fault. It's not just like, you know, the reason the patriarch, mm. like, I mean, it's older men's fault. Like, <laughs> it's, um, it's like a, it's a bigger <laughs> picture. It's like a bigger <laughs> issue. It's, it's all know, about Ricky Nixon, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah. It is. It's all his fault. Um, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, if we look at it from that perspective, it's like, yeah, they're both victims of it. She just went, whoa, like way too far with it. But that's why the book I think is mm-hmm. so interesting. It's like this is a revenge. I think it's a revenge fantasy. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. It plays it like that. Yeah. But like even the, yeah, I mean, and like I don't think she loses, she gets everything she wants like in a roundabout way. She yeah. plans and plots the whole way there. So I guess she's a victim of her own craziness yeah. at the end. Um, but also then got what she wants and then he also like he's a bit I think he doesn't he like fall in love with her again because he's like damn she crazy but uh no, I thought he okay, I'm pretty maybe sure not, he, maybe in the books but I'm trying to remember what I, I like reread like the like the plot because I was like oh I'm trying to but I think you know no I think well that's why she does it because I think he talks about yeah bringing it all out and then she's like well True, now, true, so. true, 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 true. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like, he probably... Just would. another man copping it, and somehow you're saying the chick's a victim, huh? She uh, is! Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. <laughs> no, but it's, like, he deserved it. Like, <laughs> no, but it's, like, it's, again, yeah. I don't know what else I, to, I can say other than, like, it's a bit of a... Yeah, everyone's a victim of the patriarchy. Fuck and fuck him. And fuck yeah. Ben Affleck. I'm sorry. Mm. The photos of him with Anna Darmas and he's like making her laugh. It's like he's not that funny. There's no way that he's that funny. Have you seen those pictures of the paparazzi? It's like she's like pissing herself at him. And I'm like, he's not funny. Like, help. She's trying to be a cool girl. Do you know what I mean? Are you are you seeing Amy's issues in real life with a girl with Ben Affleck who's then acting in a certain way? And yeah. that's a reflection of the same story. Yeah, girl, it is. <laughs> it's hilarious. I can see connections everywhere. It's like when girls will say, you know, the worst thing is when girls will say things like, because the thing is, it is other women who need to stop doing it because it is other women who like perpetuate it as well. Like I don't see other guys, like obviously guys do as well, but I'm saying like if women stop doing it, then it won't be such a problem for other women. Like, you know, when women will be like, oh, I'm not like the other girls or like, oh, I hate hanging out with girls. There's so much drama. It's like, what? Like, what? Like, so you hate other women, like hanging out with other women because there's so much drama. Like, who told you that? It's like other men told you that. And you believe them. And therefore, you're saying that, you know, you don't like other women. Like, there's no, there's no drama with you ever? No, I'm a nice person. I'm a nice person, Yorgos. Calm and relaxed, and I look. I, you probably think I'm the opposite. I'm just very passionate and very smart, and I think people take it the wrong way. Um, I know they do. That's... You know what I mean? No, but it's like it's I know, a. I know what that's like, babe. I know what that's like. Maybe you would know. Um, it's also just mm-hmm. like you know, if we start shaming women for certain, as other women like shame other women for certain things, it's like. This isn't feminism. This is like exactly what men want us to do is hate each other. Hmm. And that's my little roundabout way to bring it back to that. Well, it's interesting because like the way from, because my initial read of it would be something like, wow, I th- again, on the most high level, dumb guy who's not reading into it deeply enough yeah. would be like, wow, this is like, this book's weird because it's actually 
and it's weird that everyone likes it because it's playing into every single stereotype of what you would think a lot of women would not want perpetuated. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of the woman gaslighting, uh, the fake pregnancy, the abuse, the emotional abuse and all that, the lying constantly about every aspect. And it's like all this stuff seems like something a lot of women would be like, we don't like this being popular. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But you're framing it in a way where it's like interesting. That, Almost like on surface level. Yeah, but it's interesting that you're framing it like like that. it's still seen as a good text in some way because women are like, yeah, fuck it. Like this is a revenge fantasy, so do all that shit. Well, yeah. I think, Even though it perpetuates these like stereotypes a little bit. I know what you mean. Like there are obviously those stereotypes and this whole thing of like women are crazy and stuff and it's also just like, but why mm. are they crazy? And she's so crazy. Exactly. And it's, But then <laughs> yeah, also the okay. book explains why are we crazy. It's like because we've been told to be something we're not our whole lives since we were little girls. Mm. And that's what I think is so important to take from the book is that, um, you know, we shouldn't have to pretend that we're something that we're not and be in loveless marriages. Obviously the ending's a bit like, okay, no one wins here. But at the same time, I'm like, well. Okay, it sounds like she wins completely. Yeah, <laughs> at the end, she, no maybe she does. Maybe she does win. And I guess like she's sort of, sort of threatened. And the thing is, I guess. But apart from the fact that she's crazy. But, yeah. but also I feel like, I don't know if um, Flynn's trying to say this in the book where she's, it's, I kind of am laughing at the idea of like, she's like, well, if you leave me, blah, 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 like the baby, blah, blah, blah. I sort of feel like she's saying that like, I guess he just has to get over it sort of the way she had to get over pretending that she was in love with him from the beginning. Okay. So that's your, that's your read. You know what I mean? She had to live a lie. She had to live a lie for her whole life. And now he has to go along with this, you know, and if he does anything else, she'll probably like, she's she's pretty scary. Like, you know what I mean? It's all that the tables are turned and he's like, Oh shit. Now I'm in this. Is that too far fetched? I think it makes sense. I mean, I don't know. Again, it's it's look. It's fun seeing the, the view you're taking because it's very much like <laughs> angled very much from a very clear perspective. <laughs> like, as in, uh, he fucking deserves it. Mm-hmm. He had to fake, and she had to fake it for a bit. So you know what? He has to fake it twice as much because fuck him and fuck all men. <laughs> That's, yeah, look, I mean, not not fuck all men. No, no, I know. And obviously, I know. like only the ones that are hot. But um, <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. But. Um, not all of them, only the ones with good personalities who use protection, yeah. but it's more that like, I think it's the revenge fantasy that probably women never get. Mm. And I feel like for so long, I don't know, men have, have sort of always been like, yeah, like, you know, we, I, I don't know, like the whole thing of women having to be a certain way to please men. They're like, oh, I only like girls who watch sport and I only like girls who you know, do this, 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 but you've got to be this, this, this. It's like, stop telling us what to do. And at the end, she's like, this is what you're going to do. Boom. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's what happened. But it's just nice to read it. Yeah, yeah. It's just nice to play out a fantasy. I'm not saying it's a good thing at all. Like you said. I'm saying in an ideal world, in an ideal world, we would be equal and it would all be good. But till then, fuck. (laughs) We're like, you know what? Till then, no, till then. Fuck every man ever. No, I'm kidding. No, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, babe, it's hard. Like, obviously, as wogs, you know, we've been told to be a certain way. Don't you think that you're a victim sometimes of that? Um, you're not because for you, it wouldn't be because you're a boy. You I'm, I'm such you're a, lucky. I'm such a victim. I feel like, honestly, uh, in some ways, the biggest victim, to be honest. Um, because, like, I'm going to no hurt one, you so badly I mean, when it's, I see It's you. just like if you think about it, right? Who's the biggest victim? The person who no one thinks is the victim whilst being a victim. So, 
When you think about it like that. Oh, here we go. Um, I just think, you know. <laughs> well, the thing is, but like, you know exactly. The thing is, we're still like fighting for that same like equality. Like that's what's so funny mm. is it's like people think that like women hate men and they're like, it's the, it's the fact that like feminism is changing and the, the way that like, and society is changing. And I think like the way even men are like hopefully is changing. But it's the fact that like I'm still learning to deal with, especially as like, uh, you know, from being from like a WOG background, like being second mm-hmm. gen, you know, there's things that I still feel like I'm a victim of. Like I still, you know, I'm still trying to tell myself, oh, it doesn't make you less of a person if you sleep with someone and they end up not wanting to date mm-hmm. you or something. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff no, like that. Like stuff. It is like, like it is it, a lot of work to constantly catch yourself it's so it's so a lot of work yeah i know that right and i think like you know it's that's what i think it's not it's not just a cultural thing it's like a there's so many other factors uh but i feel like to learn to like not be like that is sort of like our job so that we can like change it for everybody so obviously like we're not going to go around pretending that we're dead and like framing our husbands and stuff but also at the same time like people will argue like unless they deserve unless they deserve it obviously um but a lot of people say, oh, you know, why is the divorce rate up? Like, it's because women have got more rights and, like, they think that they don't need husbands. Like, my my grandmothers will always say That's stuff hilarious. like that. And I'm like, no, it's because I think women have also realised that, like, they don't need to st- stay in a loveless marriage or, like, an abusive marriage or be a maid or be a psychiatrist for their husbands because that technically isn't gonna make you happy and that's not really like my my grandmother's always like why aren't you getting married I was like it's not because I don't want to get married it's like I haven't found the right person I'm just not gonna settle for the first like you know sorry Yorgo but I'm not gonna settle for the first guy that asked me to marry him because at the same time it's like it's not about a right it's not a race it's also the fact that she always talks about her marriage and like I love my grandfather but like Fuck, that sounded like hell. <laughs> it's gotta love She's that. like, Yeah, I looked after four kids and I was the chef and I was the bloody did all the laundry and stuff. And he went to the club and played cards. Like yeah. that's it's a marriage. And obviously, you know, he, he was the breadwinner and blah blah blah. But things are changing and probably for for the better. Mm. But obviously we need to probably not be as extreme as Amy, um, you know, in that sense. But mm. yeah. We need to see why these problems are happening. So that's interesting, yeah, because you're saying like basically uh, maybe that's one of the appeals of it, even as like cruel as it is, that ending does have that flip dynamic, which uh, a lot of women might feel mm. like they don't have in a marriage where they've got all this pressure, but it's like he's yeah. now just completely at the mercy of her. And it's like, I guess a lot of women are seeing that as like a, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a revenge fantasy. Yeah. That's exactly what it exactly. is. Get it, girl. I mean, it's you allowed. I'm all for no, the same, like, the, like uh, fiction satisfying that guys have got plenty of those so it's definitely fine for girls to get exactly some too. Yeah. exactly so that's and this is i think the first book that i think i i actually saw that happen and play out in this way and you're sort of like oh like oh my god like at first i was like she's a what a psycho bitch but also i'm like hello you know <laughs> i'm like what she did that um yeah. No, that's cool. I don't know. I think it's important. I think, yeah. And even like with my stand-up, a lot of people don't get it. And I think I make fun of, I'm making fun of women by playing this persona on stage. And I'm like, no, I'm actually making fun of how people see women. Like being a strong woman on stage who's like, I actually am hot and can get everything that I want isn't a bad thing. Yeah. 
but people think it is. It's crazy that that's still. Because society has told us to be. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Especially in Australia. Yeah. I mean, again, and that's maybe uh, another connection a little bit. Uh, This is satisfying, uh, I guess, women can be violent, crazy, like controlling, like power hungry people. Like, and that doesn't mean all women are that, but some can be just like, you know, women can be sexy and proudly confident. You just shouldn't be judging all women on that or like, yeah, as an individual. Exactly. Because, yeah, I guess exactly. that, that, that psychoness that totally. she's got of like cruelty, like women could do that too. <laughs> Be just as crazy. Totally. But at the same time, I also feel like that just goes to show like that was the tipping point. It was like, fuck this. Like that's that's her, like you got to feel sorry for her a bit and be like, poor thing. <laughs> poor thing. She got through, had to go through all that. And it's obviously a very white problem to have, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen to other cultures or whatever but like you know she she flipped it on its head and was like that's enough yeah yeah. and she got what she wanted she got what she wanted i feel like that but that's the thing it's like i'm not saying all all the time but i think like so many men will walk out of marriages Mm. even if there is a child because they'll just be like i'm bored i don't want to be with you anymore i want to be with someone else who's younger and you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it is playing into like... Oh, there's a lot of weird things. Yeah, I guess it is playing... It, it even captures that element, like the guy wanting to uh, sleep with some younger girl and then like, it's like, ah, oh, no, nah. we've got that... Co- yeah, it is very much a revenge fantasy, yeah. And again, she is the trope of the cool girl trope. Like he's like, oh, she's a college girl, mm. blah, blah, blah. He basically is just like looking for a newer, fresher model of her. Mm. He's so like, okay. I'm done that's with that right. one. But that's what, I mean, not all men, but... That's what some a lot of men do. But plenty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like no, no, let's no, no, be no, no. honest, it's true. You better not do that to me, but and I won't die. <laughs> Never. Not for at least 10, 15 years. <gasps> I'll do it to you. Um, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll Karen's see. We'll see. I'll stay fit. First. We'll see. I'll stay fit. I'll stay fit. I'll exercise. You better. Yeah, yeah. You better. No kidding. <laughs> You better learn how to cook, Yorgo. I can cook, don't worry. I've got some. I make my Greek salad phenomenal. It's beautiful. Oh, babe. I love how it's like the easiest salad to make. And I'm always like, I make such a good Greek salad. Everyone's like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's my culture. Exactly. It's not not something. It's not. You can't teach it, you know? It just flows through. Chopping up three vegetables. Yeah, I can do that. Olive oil, vinegar. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we've got to call it off there. It's been very fun, but I feel we have to head oh, sometime. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I actually thank had so you. much fun. Oh, actually, one question oh I always ask is, uh, do you think from our conversation yeah. that you've found any new connections between yourself and the book? Yeah. Like, obviously, I really got to make sure I don't marry down because I'm – probably going to do something wild if I do, if I do. So um, go check myself before I wreck myself. And still be like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to watch out. Like, I don't know if I'm that um, capable of like not going to jail. So yeah, just um, mm. that's what I've learned. Actually, I've just learned that I'm like really smart. That's what I've learned from this. And um, I, I can talk a lot of bullshit, but make it sound really, really intelligent. <laughs> mm, I know. That's definitely. One of my skills, You've doll. proven it. Everyone's like, how smart is she? Like, uh, go check out this podcast about books. Um, I sound pretty smart. So. I know. Well, yes. Thank you so, so much for having me, babe. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com.